Hey, this is ENFP Dream Fan, and congrats to all the people cheering for South Carolina tonight. Oof, that was a lot of fun. Destiny Henderson was just so clutch and willed South Carolina to uh, not let you come back into that game. So, such a, a fun game. And yeah, I'm interested to see your draft stock after just having such an amazing performance in the national championship. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see how she fits within that point guard draft lineup of Veronica Burton, Nia Cloudon, and then uh, Destiny Henderson. But I'll go over that next week. Uh, right now, I want to go over uh, my current top 25 for 2023. Uh, it is going to be completely different once the season starts, probably, with uh, how many players are in the transfer portal, like Aaliyah Blackwell. We don't know where she's going yet. That's obviously going to make a difference. Uh, but just for kicks, wanted to do a top 25. And then some teams that uh, I'm excited for for next season that could uh, have a big season ahead. Uh, so without further ado, uh, let's get into this. Uh, so my number one team, uh, there's no other way to put anybody else but South Carolina on there. Um, they do lose Destiny Henderson, uh, but the MVP Boston is back. Uh, they got Zaya Cook. Uh, they're yeah, they're going to be cooking again next season and. Uh, yeah, have a, they will be the front runners once again, and they'll be hard to take down. Uh, but yeah, they are definitely uh, my number one team uh, for next year. At number two, uh, I have Stanford. Uh, they got uh, the top recruit in bets. Uh, they have Jones and Brink returning. Uh, I think they're going to be a really hard team to beat, and hands down will be the, the Pac-12 favorite and uh, the team that will try to get uh, some revenge and make it back into the national title game. Uh, at number three, I have UConn. Beckers, Fudd, Edwards, and then they, they always have such a strong recruiting class coming in. Uh, they're going to be another tough team to beat, and they'll be another team wanting revenge and uh, will definitely be Final Four contenders. Uh, at number four, uh, I have Tennessee. Uh, they got that big uh, transfer in Rakia Jackson. Uh, they have Horsting coming back and Tamari Key. Uh, I think they are going to be a force to, to be reckoned with at number four. Uh, five, I have Texas. Just pretty much everybody uh, coming back for them, including Harmon. Uh, this was one of the most fun defenses to watch last season. They're just only going to get better. Uh, they Yeah, they should be the front runners in the, the Big 12 next season. And yeah, they'll, they'll definitely make some noise. Um, at number six, I have Maryland. Just... Stock full of uh, 2023 draft prospects, and uh, they, they're they my t top team uh, of the Big Ten. Uh, Reese, Awasu, Miller, and then uh, Collins, uh, just uh, really star-studded lineup, and uh, they'll be another fun team to watch in 2023. Uh, at number seven, I have North Carolina. They have five players who average 20 minutes or more coming back, including three double-digit scorers and Deja Kelly, Alyssa Utsby, and Kendi Todd Williams, uh, they're going to be a threat in the ACC, and they'll be a lot of fun to watch. Um, at number eight, another ACC team in Notre Dame, of course, Olivia Miles uh, will be coming back again. This will just be her second full season. Citron's also coming back, uh, so they're going to be another fun team to watch next season. Uh, at number nine, I have NC State uh, with Diamond Johnson coming back and Brown Turner. I think they're going to be a really good team, but uh, I think they're going to be chasing, at least for right now, barring what happens uh, in the transfer portal. But right now I have them chasing North Carolina and Notre Dame 
uh, for that ACC title spot. At number 10, I have Iowa State. I had them further back at first, but uh, Jowen's coming back unexpectedly uh, really uh, makes them a top 10 team. Along with Emily Ryan, uh, the Cyclones should have another solid season coming. Uh, at number 11, I have Virginia Tech. Four players with 20-plus minutes returning, including, uh, including Elizabeth Kitley, uh, who is a late first-round, early second-round pick in the few mock drafts that have next season's out already. Uh, at number 12, I have Iowa, Caitlin Clark, obviously, and then there's four players that average 30-plus minutes. So this is going to be an experienced group uh, and one that will uh, get some good wins uh, next season and uh, should have a solid season coming. Uh, at number 13, I have Ohio State. Uh, big announcement of Taylor and Mike Sell coming back, another team that um, I moved up with player, uh, player returning unexpectedly. Um, they have four players who play 20-plus minutes, um, average 20-plus minutes, uh, returning for the Buckeyes. At number 14, I have Louisville. Uh, they lose Emily Inksler, but they still have Van Lith and Cochran returning. Uh, they, they should be a really good team next season as well. Uh, number 15, uh, this is my first uh, team that didn't make the tournament last year, being in the top 25. Uh, but I'm really liking how UCLA's lineup's uh, looking. Uh, they made the NIT semifinals. Uh, they're going to have Charisma Osborne back, and they have an elite recruiting class uh, led by Kiki Rice. Uh, they should be a lot of fun to watch, and they were already a, a bubble team last season. Uh, I think they're going to be the team that's going to be the biggest threat uh, to Stanford next season. At number 16, I have Baylor. I, I'm trusting a lot of Nikki Colleen. Uh, bringing together a good lineup with Nalissa Smith and Queen Egbo uh, leaving the, the Bears. Uh, they do have Asbury and Andrews returning, but yeah, this is going to be a completely different look for the Baylor Bears, and it'll be interesting to see uh, what they're able to do. At number 17, I have Oregon. They have five players who, uh, who average 20-plus minutes returning, including Rodgers and Prince, uh, so they'll, they'll have another solid season ahead. At number 18, I have Arkansas. Uh, they have three players that average double-digit points in Daniels, Spencer, and Goforth. Uh, so uh, I don't have a lot of SEC teams right now in the top 25, but I feel pretty confident with Arkansas. Again, there's going to be so much changes uh, to the landscape when uh, players announce where they're going within the transfer portal, but uh, I have Arkansas at 18 for right now. At 19, I have Creighton. Uh, they have five players that averaged over 20 minutes, including Jensen and Ronziak. Uh, they should be a, a fun team to watch in the Big East. And yeah, I think that's going to be a more solid conference next season. So uh, we'll see what happens there. At number 20, uh, another team that, that's in here because of a player returning, and uh, that's Kansas State and the Yoka Lee. Uh, she could have easily been a, a top five pick. Uh, I understand her wanting to, to come back and everything, but uh, it was disappointing uh, her going because I, th I think she would have been great in a dream uniform, but uh, Shakira Austin is going to be as well. So again, I have to say this in every episode leading up to the draft. Uh, it's in my moral contract to, to do that. Dream, please don't mess up the draft. Anyway, at number 21, um, I have Nebraska. They have four players who average 20-plus minutes, including Jazz Shelley returning. Uh, they they had a surprise season last year, and I think they're here to stay uh, as uh, one of the top half teams in the Big Ten. At number 22, I have Oklahoma. 
Uh, they have three players who average 20 plus minutes, including Skylar Van. It's another team that's going to be revamped in a lot of ways, but I, I see the Sooners still uh, being a threat in the Big 12. Again, we'll see what happens uh, with that transfer portal. At number 23, I have Michigan State. Uh, I know they lost uh, Nia Cloudin, uh, but they were battling a lot of injuries last season, and I, I think this is just a, a really good team. Uh, they have five players who are averaging 20-plus minutes, including Eck and, Win and Winston. Uh, I think they'll win some games and will be a solid tournament team. Uh, at number 24, uh, I do have Oregon State. And this is just based off of uh, getting some of the, the top recruits, uh, as well as having some of their key players returning. They have four players who average 20-plus minutes, uh, Van Olfen, uh, Taylor Jones, and then they have Beers and Gardner in the top 10 uh, for that recruiting class. Uh, and then at number 25, I have two teams tied. Uh, Toledo, uh, if they had had some teams that had guts to play them, uh, they would have made the tourney and been an at-large. They, they were the number one team in the MAC. They had the talent to uh, be a bracket buster. And this year, I, I'm hoping that they do get some uh, opportunities. I'm hoping Michigan State or Ohio State Take the challenge of Toledo. I'm, I'm challenging you guys to put these, uh, put this team on your schedule with Clinicia Locke and Sophia Ward returning. Uh, they have four players total averaging 25 plus minutes. I'm really excited to um, watch this team. They're one of the mid-majors I'm most excited to, most excited to watch. Uh, at, tied with them at number 25. Uh, I have DePaul. Uh, Anissa Morrow obviously is just the, the face of that team right now, and I'm hoping that she gets some support in the transfer portal, and they have a top 100 recruit in Wardell. Uh, I'm hoping uh, that Morrow gets the support needed to take this DePaul team to another level. They, they were the number one scoring team uh, last season. I'm hoping they can add some defense to that and just really become uh, a threat that can rival UConn. I'm hoping someone to compete with them in the Big East. Uh, but yeah, that's my uh, top 25 for right now. Again, don't look too far into it or get too mad if your team's not in here and you believe they should be. A lot of changes will be happening over the next few months with what's going on in the transfer portal and uh, how I'm feeling about teams. Because these preseason rankings, uh, uh, honestly, I don't see a, a whole lot of points to them because it's just going to be determined in the season. But I love doing it uh, multiple times during the offseason anyway because I just love making predictions and everything and uh, being loud if I'm right and just fading into the background if I'm wrong. <laughs> but uh, some other teams uh, that I want to mention that I think uh, could be threats next season, um, some top 25 teams uh, that I don't have at my top 25 right now. Uh, Arizona only has one player returning who started five or more games, and that's on Lauren Ware. Uh, so we'll see what happens there in uh, how they reshape that team. Michigan does have Maddie Nolan returning, uh, but yeah, they only have two players total um, averaging over 20 minutes. Uh, Maz Hillman was such a big part of their success, so it'll be interesting to see uh, what they do next season. At L at the next team, uh, LSU, uh, Alexis Morris uh, returns with 25 starts for the Tigers, but um, she's the only one who started five or more games, so uh, I'm curious to see again just how um, that roster shapes up um, with so many players leading, leaving, including uh, Kayla Pointer. Uh, Kentucky, uh, like even with Ryan Howard leaving, like I, I've had this team 
being like a, an SEC threat, but they just had so many players uh, enter uh, the transfer portal, like uh, Treasure Hunt and Dre Edwards. Like, uh, I'm really curious to see uh, where the Wildcats are going. Jada Walker is um, their main contributor returning from last season. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if the Wildcats can still be a factor in the SEC next season. Uh, and then uh, Indiana, uh, Mackenzie Holmes is the only player uh, averaging over 20 minutes and double-digit points. So uh, we'll see if they can make a, another deep run again or um, if it's going to take a couple of seasons to revamp that roster. And then uh, South Florida, uh, they were they made the schedule to be able to be an at-large team. And uh, yeah, they, they lose uh, Bethy Mununga. Uh, who, it, it is going to be a, a big loss, but I still think that this could be a competitive team uh, in the American, and we'll see uh, what happens for the Bulls. Uh, other notables, uh, Florida lost Lavender Briggs uh, to Maryland, uh, but they do have Jordan Merritt and Nina Richards uh, returning as leading scorers, so we'll see uh, if they can have another great season in the SEC. Uh, Mississippi State, they're another team that, like Kentucky, I was planning on uh, putting in, putting them into the, the top 15, but uh, losing Anastasia Hayes and then uh, Jackson transferring to Tennessee, I, I'm just more iffy right now and want to see what they do. Uh, they do have Jordan returning back for them. Uh, we'll see what happens there for the Bulldogs. Uh, Old Miss, uh, again, another Shakira Austin reference. Uh, she's obviously entering the draft, and the Rebels are going to look completely different uh, with the current Atlanta Dream Center um, off their roster. Again, speaking into existence. Uh, they do have Madison Scott returning, but, yeah, it's just going to be a completely different-looking team there. And then uh, some teams that didn't make the tourney that uh, I think can make some noise in 2023. Uh, I like Penn State a lot. Um, they have four players that average 20-plus minutes, uh, including McKenna Marissa. Uh, she was just a dominant player um, for the Nittley Lions, but they didn't have any support for her, so uh, they need to go into the transfer portal, or um, they do have some high-level recruits joining that team, but they need some other players that can take on um, some of that point production for Penn State to really uh, be any threat in 2023. Uh, another team, uh, Seton Hall, they made the NIT championship, and uh, they have three players that average 25-plus minutes, including Lauren Park Lane and Sydney Cooks. So uh, I think uh, this is another team that could compete uh, in an interesting Big East. Uh, the next team, I have Wake Forest, uh, a team that was towards the bottom of the conference last season, but uh, I think they're uh, due for uh, a bounce-back season. I think they're going to get some quality wins and be fighting for the tournament. Um, they have six players who average 20-plus minutes, including Jules Spear, um, on that roster for next season. And then the next team, uh, this is all depending on uh, the Asia Fair committing to Syracuse. So, so this is with the assumption um, that she's there. Uh, if she isn't, I don't know how uh, much Coach Jack can do with Syracuse in year one. If she's there, it, it's a game changer. Uh, but yeah, they do have... Uh, Tasha Hyman and Najee Murray, and they do have Georgia Woolley that already transferred over there. So they would be a solid team, uh, but if they have the Asia Fair, I'm, I'm considering like their fringe top 25 team for me. So uh, a lot of time to determine that and everything. Uh, but yeah, uh, another team that didn't make the tourney last season, 
Texas A&M. Uh, they picked up a really good coach in Joni Taylor from Georgia, uh, but it's a, a roster that is going to look completely different. Uh, the best player on that roster will be Jordan Nixon, and then we'll see what um, freshmen will contribute and if they get anybody from the transfer portal. And then uh, I also am liking Auburn's roster. Um, they have three players uh, that start at 25-plus games, uh, including Wells and Hughes. And uh, cool, sorry, I, I did not look up the pronunciation like I was hoping, so I'm sorry uh, if I bash it, but um, Kulabali. Uh, so uh, Auburn should be a, a really big threat. Uh, in the SEC, they're going to be one of the more experienced rosters, again, barring the transfer portal. Uh, and then lastly, the, what I want to go over is some mid-majors to watch out for. Uh, BYU uh, has Shaylee Gonzalez returning and Gustin uh, for a team that uh, made some noise in the tournament. And uh, yeah, I, I think they're going to be a... a another lock in the tournament before the conference tourney like they were this season for the in the West Coast Conference. Uh, UNLV, uh, they are a really exciting team. Uh, I came so close to putting them in the top 25, and they may be uh, in my top 25 uh, come the fall. I, I really like this roster. They were a tournament team last season. Uh, they have Essence Booker and Desiree Young returning. Uh, I really like this UNLV team, and I hope they get some uh, chances to knock off some Power 5 teams because uh, I, I just think this is a really good team. Uh, next, South Dakota State, the NIT champs. Uh, they have four players who average 25-plus minutes uh, and uh, two players that contributed 10-plus points in Selland and uh, Burkhardt. So uh, South Dakota State, uh, well, should be a really good team and should be able to take over South Dakota with how much turnover they have uh, down with the Coyotes. I, I think South Dakota State will be the team to watch in the summit. Uh, the next team, uh, Belmont, I think will be a, a tourney uh, team again, a potential bracket buster. Three players who average 20-plus minutes, including Destiny Wells. Uh, the next team, uh, I really like Middle Tennessee. Uh, I think they would have been an extremely interesting uh, tournament team if Anastasia Hayes had uh, stayed with them another season. But it uh, didn't turn out that way, but they still made a deep run in the NIT tourney. And now they have four players with uh, that average 20-plus minutes returning, uh, including Whitson and Milashka. Uh They also got Savannah Wheeler uh, from Marshall transferring to their school. So uh, this is going to be a threat uh, in the, out of the Conference USA. Uh, the next team, Gonzaga, has three players that average 20-plus minutes, uh, including uh, Kaylee Lynn and Kaylee Tron. Uh, so a really interesting lineup for the Bulldogs, and they should be competing with BYU uh, for that um, West Coast Conference title. Uh, next is Princeton. Uh, they would have been a no-brainer top 25 if they allowed uh, – players to uh, stay another year due to COVID, uh, but the Ivy League does not allow that. So Princeton is still a threat. They should be the top team in the, the Ivy League, um, but they just don't have the same high potential as if they had Abby Myers. Uh, but they do have five players averaging 20-plus minutes from last season, including Julie Cunningham and Caitlin Chen. Uh, but yeah, we'll see what goes on there. Columbia, uh, also out of the Ivy League, made a deep run uh, in the NIT tourney. They have seven players who average 15-plus minutes, uh, including Caitlin, Caitlin Davis and Abby Sue. 
So uh, we'll see what happens there, and if there'll be some closer uh, contests for Princeton next season, because they just blew past uh, the Ivy League last year. Uh, another team, uh, Texas Arlington, who I am still stinging from that LSU loss. <laughs> um, I'm hoping that they can make it to the tournament again behind Star Jacobs. And then uh, the last team on here is uh, Jackson State. They have three players who averaged 20-plus minutes last season, and uh, they get a USC transfer and Angel Jackson coming to their team. So, yeah, this is just a brief look on what I'm looking at in 2023. There's going to be so much development uh, over the next few months leading up to the season. And, yeah, from here on out, it is going to be a lot of WNBA content from me. Uh, I'm going to be doing uh, all sorts of uh, WNBA draft episodes, uh, particularly a, a draft board, uh, players I would want to see on the Atlanta Dream, uh, if the Atlanta Dream had to select one conference for all their picks, what would it look like? So just a, a lot of different things coming your way um, over the next few days. And thank you so much uh, for tuning in and for your support. And uh, I will talk to you guys later.